what kind of programs does this school have? How are the test scores? How many kids do a classroom? Homes.com knows these are all things you ask when you're home shopping as a parent. That's why each listing on Homes.com includes extensive reports on local schools, including photos, parent reviews, test scores, student-teacher ratio, school rankings, and more. The information is from multiple trusted sources and curated by Homes.com's dedicated in-house research team. It's also you can make the right decision for your family. Homes.com. We've done your homework. <clears throat> AT&T connects an O to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome to Stuff You Should Know, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark with Charles W. Chuck Bryant and guest producer Noel. Noel is in the house. Yes, he is. In the new studio. Yeah. Man, this place is comfy, cozy. I like it. I wish, um, I don't know, I wish there was a chair version of a waterbed. I know. This is a nappish <laughs> little place. Yeah, especially today. I think I'm, uh, I'm dragging. All apologies. Yeah, same here. So if we're talking kind of slow or low, or we just stop talking for a little while, it's we're just tired. Yeah, bumped into you at the Hawks game last night. I know. Hey, how how's funny it going? is that? You know. Yeah, just the bump in. Yep, we were both at the Hawks game and the Hawks won. Didn't even know we were going. No. Look over in line. There's Josh and Yumi. Yeah, that's great. There's Chuck and Eddie. Yep. Bump into Eddie. each other. In an arena of 18,000, bumping into someone. Is that it? That's all it holds? I think it's something like that. Yeah. It's, it's a, a good, lot, lot of people. It's a good arena. Yeah, but you had box seats because you're special. They were free. <laughs> oh, mine were free too. And the nosebleeds. Yeah. <laughs> I like just about every seat in that place. Yeah, it's not too bad. I was I was uh, laughing about the nosebleeds going in. Uh, but then I got up there. I was like, this is great. Yeah. You can see everything. Did your nose actually bleed? Just uh, twice. Yeah. Once out of sheer excitement, <laughs> and then once from the altitude. And that was more of a spray, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just covering everyone. Everyone's like, go uh, Hawks. Boy, what a weird intro. It's a little weird, um, but, I mean, it kind of jibes a little bit. Oh, yeah? Because we're talking, yeah, you were mentioning blood. Sure, I was shedding cells and blood. You were. Like, blood is made up of cells, and we shed tons of cells. But before we get to that... Right there's the fact of the podcast. You shed cells. Um, I want to mention this one thing I read. Yeah, it's called. I think the title of the article is "The Self Is Moral." It's yeah. about like where we get our identity of self yeah. from, like where it's rooted. It was written by a person named Nina Strohmeyer, I believe. It was on Aeon magazine. Yeah, just type in "The Self Is Moral" Aeon. It'll come up. That'll get you there. Uh, and uh, it toward the beginning. 
the the author says there's this very famous philosophical exercise which you know philosophers love to do like mental exercises yeah that's what that's all they have so imagine <laughs> you have like a kind of, kind of yeah. imagine you have like a ship right okay like a boat yeah a nice Yankee Clipper. Okay. Okay. And uh, this Yankee Clipper is slowly over time kind of salvaged for parts. Okay. But rather than just being stripped, like every time a part is taken out, it's replaced. Yeah. And then over the course of like 50, 100 years, as each plank, as each bolt, as each like masthead, even the thing, the carved lady in front. Yeah. <laughs> eventually just gets replaced with something else. Yeah. A new carved lady that speaks of the time. Right. You know. Is it still, though, after every single part has been replaced, the same ship that it was before? Yeah, I see what you mean. Um, I don't think that can be possible. Why not? Especially if it has the same name. And it's the same ship in the same place as before. It was just slowly over yeah. time uh, moved out. True. Where does the self lie? Yeah. That's a good point, man. Like uh, redoing a house, same thing. Yeah. I you mean, replace like, all the floors and the walls and the windows. Like, when does it cease to become that same house that was built in 1930? Exactly. Isn't that cool? Yeah, it is really cool. And the reason that it applies to this episode is because over the course of your lifetime, a significant portion, pretty much all of the cells in your body are going to, like, be replaced. Yeah. So that the, the, a uh, person, even after you reach your adult self, yeah, physically, um, by the time you die, assuming you're going to die much later, uh, you you are essentially a different person, at least on the cellular level. Yeah, thirty-seven trillion cells, ish. That's how many we have. Yeah, that's what they estimate. And I did a little looking into lifespans. <laughs> that sounds too. like a an estimate. 37 trillion? <laughs> yeah. What do you want? Like They're like, give or take. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did a little research into lifespans just because this all sort of comes back to like your death, basically, because yeah. yeah. that's all death is, is your your cells, you know, dying little by little. Well, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, Chuck, one of the things that- Like, why do we die if our- We'll get to all that. Oh, okay. But it's intriguing, you know? It is. It started, you know- questions started popping up so apparently we gain about three months every three months of life humanity every year that we progress like the average lifespan expands yeah. by three months yeah like if you were born in 2012 the average lifespan is now and this is the united states mm -hmm. is 78.8 mm -hmm. uh, if you were born in 1901 it was about 47 and 50 years for men and women respectively but if you look at the ratio it's still about three months Despite all our technologies, three months a year. Every year. Every year. Just slowly creeping along. Yeah, because the, the, I think the article it was like when we're going to live to be 100 by average. And they say by the year 2100, if things hold, mm -hmm. then uh, the average human on, or American will be about 100 years old. I thought that, so I guess that's oh, we'll just live to be 100. if things are steadily progressing. I had heard that like our generation would be either the last or the first the last to, to not, not hit triple digits or the first two. On average. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess and these are all off. guesses, you know. Yeah. So who knows? Plus, if you believe in like uh, uh, things speeding, science speeding up. Yeah. What is that? Moore's Law? Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. 
applied to computers, though, in that case, right? Right, right. But, I mean, you can extend sure. it to other stuff. Yeah, then you might think, you know, it's it's... But, you know, they say it's not increasing like that. No. At least not so far. Moore's Law is exponential growth. Just adding three months every year is yeah. non-exponential. Is geometric? I think we're still at non-exponential growth. Definitely. Yeah. We're just adding three months. Yeah. It's not bad, though. That's no, pretty good average. Every it's, four years, it's an extra year. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting to think about, you know, people that were born, you know, a lot of our colleagues, like eight years behind us, mm-hmm. are going to live an average of two years longer. Yeah. That seems unfair. Sad. Yeah. I know. What did they do to so deserve that? We're uh <laughs> we're thinking about our own deaths today. Yeah. Um and Chuck the there's this uh rumor theory legend maybe. Okay. That your body regenerates itself. Ninety five percent of your body regenerates itself every year. Yeah, that's not true. No, it's not true. No. But it was a very long-standing rumor, and it was actually based on science. Yeah. You know, not just the idea that, oh, yeah, our cells regenerate. So uh, back-of-the-envelope estimate is that, you know, we regenerate 95 or 98% of ourselves every year. Mm-hmm. It was early experimentation by injecting um, radioactive isotopes into human beings yeah. and then following their course and then making estimates based on that led to this idea. It's called pulse labeling. Is it? Yeah, it's like tagging an animal in the wild, basically. Right, but you're just tagging a cell. Yeah. Or specific it, types of cells. Yeah, they don't do that to humans anymore. No. Course. They do very, it to animals, I think. It's a very dumb thing to do. Sure. <laughs> Injecting radiation. Exactly. Yeah. Unless, of course, you know, it's radiation treatment. That's true. Which is still a really weird thing, if you think about it. It's Yeah, I have a feeling it's going to be like one of those things we look back on. As like a primitive treatment? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. Um, but the, there, there was this long-standing science for decades, or this idea, scientific idea, that we regenerated ourselves by ninety-five, ninety-eight percent. Finally, and I think two thousand five, um, there was a a researcher named Dr. Jonas Friesen. He's Swedish. This dude's awesome. He said this whole urban legend is really bringing me down. I want to figure out a way to really track how often the human body regenerates itself. Yeah, and the, the biggest question has been the brain, specifically the cerebral cortex mm-hmm. and uh, the heart and the heart muscles. I mean, they want to know all this stuff, but those were the two biggest mysteries, I think. Right. There's still the mysteries, but if you went back to prior to 2005 and Dr. Friesen's research, it was all a mystery. Yeah. He figured out, he basically put a very accurate timestamp on how often human tissue and human cells regenerate themselves, yeah. right? So the way he did this is very clever. For a long time, botanists knew that the trees around the world contained a spike of carbon-14 radiation. Yes, thanks to... Uh humans and nuclear bombs. Exactly. From 1954 to 1963, tree rings for for tree growth around the world show a big spike in carbon-14. Carbon-14 is naturally occurring, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, just cosmic rays from the sun bombard Earth's atmosphere and create radioactive isotopes by knocking electrons from particles in Earth's atmosphere, yeah. right? Um, those radioactive particles become carbon-14. 
which right. is radioactive. And in the atmosphere, carbon-14 binds to oxygen and creates carbon dioxide, That's right. which comes to Earth. Every living thing breathes this stuff in, whether it's a plant, whether it's a human. Yeah. Like, we just have... C14 in our bodies. And we also eat plants. Exactly. That contain the C14 besides we, breathing it in. And we also eat the animals that eat the plants that ingest C14, right? Yeah. Some so like do. we got carbon 14 in our bodies. That's right. But because of this spike in carbon 14 that was introduced to the atmosphere from nuclear testing. Yeah. Um there there is a spike in humans as well. So you can roughly age like a human compared to another human if they were born in, say, 1959 and one who was born in 1970 after there was that spike of carbon-14 had gone away, right? Right. That's pretty cool. But what Dr. Friesen did is even cooler. He basically went back to those tree trunks, those tree rings that show a spike in carbon-14. Yeah. And, and created a calendar so, of, awesome. of carbon-14 decay and basically said, okay, on this date, mm-hmm. this is how much carbon-14 was on Earth. Yeah. And if I take this cell and compare it, knowing that carbon-14 decays at a, a constant rate, yeah. I can tell you exactly how old this cell is. Exactly. And he used it to date... Cells and tissues and all sorts of cool stuff. Yeah, he w- he went looking for a marker, and he found one due to our atomic testing program. Yeah, which is pretty weird. Yeah. Just released all that junk in the atmosphere, and now all these years later, it has a nice use. Yeah, you know, it does. So we now know when we're gonna die. Right, sort of. And the the reason he was able to use this as a marker chuckers is that um, when you when you take a breath of life. Your first breath of life. That's right. And you get some, uh, you get some of that C14 into your DNA. Mm-hmm. Um, and a steady amount stays in there. Like you don't keep ingesting C14, as far as I understand, as far as your oh, you DNA don't? goes. Oh, okay. Once it's in your DNA, as your cells divide, yeah. that original amount becomes divided evenly. Right. So the less C14 that's in tissue, the older... Those that cell line is right, or the the younger the actual cells are. Right, is that right? I think so. Which would mean the new cell, the marker would be a fresh batch of the C14. No, it have less C14. Oh, really? Yeah. Let's say you have. Oh, because the cell divided. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like you have ten grams of C14, which you don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't imagine what that would be like. But let's say you're you're one cell. That's never divided has ten. Yeah. When it divides into two, it's each of those two cells is going to have five grams. Right. And then two and a half, and then one point seven five, and so on and so on. Um, so since you know that C fourteen is generated at a constant rate, you know that it decays at a half life of fifty seven hundred and thirty years. Yeah. Uh, it, you can look at the the amount of C fourteen, mm-hmm. and then also the decay. Of it as well. Yeah, you can date things that are no longer living too to see when the when they ingested that C14 was. Yeah, he's a little uh, like a bingo card. He just from the calendar that he made with the trees, mm-hmm. and he holds it up in the light, and that's how he determines it. It's not true, but what he did determine though was, which is really cool, and this is sort of what we've been building toward is that um, most of your cells are about seven to ten years old. Yes. 
and the body. And there are variances, and of course, we're going to talk about all that. And right after this break, we're going to uh, give you a little primer on cells so you know what all this means. Right. All right, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. Because in Monopoly Go, you can team up with your friends for timed tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. It's very nice. That's right. And the more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. I'm talking about unique stickers that you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, or hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges, like digging for treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. That's right. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it now for free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay! Thank you. Thank you, Yes. When those legends get here, let me know. <laughs> you're here. You're here already. No. Uh, we didn't either when we were watching yeah, this that's day. Okay. That's we the didn't problem. realize it until we uh, started getting into seasons three and four, and now we're like, oh my God. You were both so good on the show, and we missed it because we were we young. We were kids and, and so self-involved. Egomaniacs yeah. and didn't realize well, no, how great you were. We've talked about it. I think you just assumed everybody was as good as them. And, right. and then right. you get into, right. as you grow up and you work with other actors, you realize how oh. lucky we were yeah. to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. It's time you heard about Squarespace. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own website. Whether it's an online course or custom merch, Squarespace has you covered. That's right. Courses is a great program. You can start with a professional layout that fits your brand, upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills, and tailor your course with a powerful Fluid Engine editor. That's right. With Fluid Engine, which is a next-generation website design system, by the way, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. That's right. And don't forget the commerce side, because after that, you can charge a one-time fee, or you can even sell a subscription. Yeah. So turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. And right now, go to squarespace.com slash stuff for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code stuff to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace. You know, true love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another. And every time after that, it's taking long walks together in the summer or gazing longingly into each other's eyes and watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. Well, the pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. 
Uh, as everyone knows from listening to this show, we have pulled all of our dogs off the street that Emily and I have had over the years, either right off the street or through a local shelter and working with them. And they've all become valued family members. And we think they've appreciated it, too. Yeah, Chuck, there is a pedigree loyalty survey that found that 90% of first-time dog owners report having a dog improved at least one of their relationships, and 80% of first-time dog owners are overwhelmingly more likely to have made at least one new connection as a result of getting a dog. And 95% of all dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than they ever expected. Not a big surprise. That's true. We all know that adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime meaningful connection and real love can exist between a pet and a pet parent. You got that straight. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes. Opening your home to a dog can help open your heart. And Love at First Sight is closer than you think because it's available at your local dog shelter. Yeah, very important point. You can find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive from June 7th to June 9th. And the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. That's right. So just visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions. All right, Josh, we were promised to sell Primer. And we like to deliver on those promises <laughs> here at Stuff You Should Know. So uh, I guess we started off by saying there are 37 trillion cells uh, about in the human body. Yeah, give or take. Give or take. And um, water makes up about two-thirds the weight of those cells. Oh, yeah? That's right. They're tiny. Uh, you need a microscope to see them. And it's like it's the tiniest thing that can still reproduce. Yeah. And even though we have many different kinds of cells, uh, I think 200 types, um, and it, within those cells there are differences, but there are a lot of similarities with all cells right? Uh, in their structure. Um, namely, they have a cell membrane. They have a nucleus. They have a nucleus. Some have more than one. Um, and these membranes are what allows nutrients to pass in and out, uh, waste to pass out. Water through osmosis travels in. Mm -hmm. um, reverse osmosis <laughs> travels out. Yeah. <laughs> and um, what else? We got your mitochondrion as well. That's where this is the important, uh, really important thing, which is that's basically the, what keeps your cells alive. That's the power center, right? Yeah. And that's, um, you know, your cells need food to live just like your body does, but you can't pass that, that hamburger straight into your cell. Right. It needs to be broken down so your cell can use it. Exactly. Um, into what? Adenosine triphosphate. ATP is like the the universal cell fuel, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff that the body does make. I think you need like 23. I think you need 23 amino acids. And like nine of them your body doesn't really manufacture. So those are the nine non-essential amino acids, right? Right. And you use amino acids to build proteins and use proteins for everything from making muscles to making red blood cells to um, your mounting an immune response. Proteins are very, very vital. And some of them you have to build by eating stuff from your environment, right? Yeah. So you go out and you find yourself a nice pig and you cut off its back leg. <laughs> you say, sorry, pig, here's a peg leg for you, but I need this leg. I'm going to eat this leg, and what I'm really eating is the muscle. And what I'm really, really eating is the glutamine. Yeah. 
and then my body's going to take this glutamine. It can make it itself, but it doesn't hurt to have an extra little bit of glutamine. Yeah, it doesn't help, hurt to have that pig leg in your exactly, back pocket. Right. So I'm chomping on the pig leg, <laughs> eating Sorry the to pig's our muscles. Vegetarian listeners, by the way. Right. Just use your imagination for a second. Sure. Um, and yes, I'm sorry too. Yeah. Uh, so you're eating the pig leg, and you're gaining this glutamine as a result, and your body's metabolizing the glutamine and then reusing it, right? Yeah. And it can be glutamine. It can be um, anything. We, If we're ingesting a protein, if we're ingesting amino acids, if we're eating any kind of food, sugars, whatever, our bodies break it down into its constituent parts. And then a lot of those constituent parts become part of our bodies. Yeah. So if you think about it, in this sense, when we eat, when we breathe, we're taking in stuff we need from the environment. Yeah. And that stuff that we take in from the environment becomes a part of us, literally, physically, on the molecular level. Yeah. It becomes a part of us. For better or worse, depending on what it is, of course. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a great, I think that's ultimately one of the side lessons of this whole thing is we should take care of our environment. Yeah. Because that environment becomes us, and we either suffer or thrive as a result of it. You ever heard the expression, you are what you eat? <laughs> exactly. You know, you that, literally are what you eat. Quite literally. Um, and then also, Chuck, it goes, it goes the other way as well. When we excrete waste, when we exhale CO2, yeah. that's taken up by other things in the environment. It's deposited into the environment, and it becomes part of the environment itself. Yeah. So not only do we regenerate our cells regenerate tissue um, every, on average, seven to ten years, become almost wholly a new version of ourselves. Yeah. Um, we also, the boundary between us and the surrounding environment is really non-existent because there's a constant exchange of molecules. Yeah, we lose on average. They say ninety. The, the average adult male loses ninety-six million cells per minute, but we also uh, replace those at yeah. the rate of ninety-six million per minute. Yeah, roughly. Yeah, yeah. So that's the good news. So we've got all these cells that we're losing. We've got all these new cells that are replacing them. And I think, like you said earlier, before the break, that um, these the different types of cells and then hence different tissues uh, regenerate at a different rate, right? Yeah, and they all have specialized jobs and uh, the cells are often um, built in such a way to aid that job uh, physically, you know, different to make that job easier, which is really cool too. Right. Shows how versatile they are. Yes. You know? Like stem cells are very versatile. Super. Um, So let's say uh, your skin. Yeah. Your skin regenerates every two to four weeks, I think. Yeah, exactly. You get a new healthy coating of skin every two to four weeks because your epithelial cells are particularly good at regenerating themselves. That's right. And that is, um, well, I guess that would fall on the low side, obviously, if we're talking seven to ten years. On the super low side, you have the cells that line like your intestine and Mm -hmm. your gut. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, those things don't last long at all because it's such a harsh environment. You know, you wouldn't expect them to last like weeks and, and months and years. Yeah. Uh, I think how they long w- is it? Five days. Yeah, that's nothing. But the structure of your guts the that are um, beneath that membrane lining that turns over every five days, uh, is they last about 15 years. Yeah. It's, a, it's such a like a beautiful, elegant system yeah. that we have right. to keep us alive. 
Uh, red blood cells last about 120 days. Uh, but then you have things like cells in your bone, which actually regenerate as well. So your bones are, are over time, over a much longer period of time, actually becoming, I mean, I hate to call them new bones, but they kind of are, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, compared, if you took your femur and somehow compared it to your femur when you were 15 yeah. years old, like they are two totally different bones, even though they're yeah. your bones. Yeah. They were in the same place, growing in the same person with the same DNA. They're still different bones. Yeah, and that's they're made of different cells. Ten years or so for the bones. Yeah, something like that for the human skeleton. Uh, Three hundred to five hundred days for the liver. Very important organ. It is, and one of the other cool things about the liver is it's just gangbusters at regenerating itself. Yeah, um, you can apparently cut out ninety-five percent of a person's liver, and it will grow back. And it, you won't have full function, but it will function. You'll yeah. survive with just 5% of your liver. That's pretty amazing, actually. Yeah, because it will just grow right back, kind of like a hornet's nest. <laughs> uh, interestingly, the inner lens uh, cells of your eye um, form in your embryo and basically don't change. Yeah. Now, is that why you have uh, suffer from degeneration and mm-hmm. vision? That's what I would guess. Is that the reason? Yeah. Or so, one of the reasons? So with the corneal lens, Chuck, when you're, when you're born, when you're conceived, right, you are a cell Gross. that divides yeah. finally. And once that first division takes place, those corneal cells, they're set in stone. Like your corneal cells are as old as you are. Yeah. Same age as you. Almost, Other cells yeah. that make up different parts of the eyes, they're far newer. But your corneal cells, your um, cerebral cortex cells, they think? Yeah, that's the one. Uh, I mentioned the brain and the heart muscles. Those are the two big ones because, obviously, um, the reason we have uh, diseases like Alzheimer's mm-hmm. and dementia mm-hmm. are because the cerebral cortex has long thought to not regenerate cells at all. Yeah. Uh, now I think they believe that uh, they do in a very small number. Or different regions, like the olfactory bulb supposedly does. Yeah, and the hippocampus. So we can learn new things. Our, our sense of smell can be refined over time. Yeah, and I think isn't that also the reason the smell um, is very much tied to your memory? Probably. Like a smell can conjure up a memory more clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but the uh, the cerebral cortex itself, they don't think... Uh, who, who was her name? Uh, Elizabeth Gould of Princeton did a lot of work on this because it was just basically set in stone for years. Like, no, nope, doesn't happen. And uh, she did a lot of work over the years trying to prove uh, that it did um, using tracer studies. And I think that where they are now is they think it does some. Yeah. Here, there. Here, there. But obviously we still have to mention Alzheimer's, so it's not... Uh, it doesn't regenerate like the rest of the body, not even close. Yeah, Alzheimer's also may be produced, I guess, by plaques. Remember plaque buildup? Oh, yeah. In between your neurons that keep them from firing as well? Yeah. That's. It seems like we're so close to figuring out mm-hmm. the, the secret, you know? Yeah. To, uh, I don't know, about not dying ever. I'm not talking immortality, but um, living much longer lives. Well, let's talk about that because all of this stuff... Uh, kind of leads to that question, if we regenerate so often, why do we die? And we'll address that right after this. Mm-hmm. 
All right, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. Because in Monopoly Go, you can team up with your friends for timed tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. It's very nice. That's right. And the more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. I'm talking about unique stickers that you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, or hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges, like digging for treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. That's right. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it now for free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House! Take a listen. We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. When those those legends get here, let me know. (laughs) (laughs) You're here. You're here already. No, we didn't either when we were watching yeah, this that's day. The thing. That's we didn't the realize it until we uh, started getting into seasons three and four, and now we're like, oh my God. You were both so good on the show, and we missed it because we were we young. We were kids and, and so self-involved. Egomaniacs yeah. and didn't realize <laughs> well, no, how great you were. We've talked about it. I think you just assumed everybody was as good as them. And, right. and then right. you get into, right. as you grow up and you work with other actors, you realize how <gasps> lucky we were yeah. to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. You know, true love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another. And every time after that, it's taking long walks together in the summer or gazing longingly into each other's eyes and watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. Well, the pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Uh, As everyone knows from listening to this show, we have pulled all of our dogs off the street that Emily and I have had over the years, either right off the street or through a local shelter and working with them. And they've all become valued family members. And we think they've appreciated it, too. Yeah, Chuck, there is a pedigree loyalty survey that found that 90% of first-time dog owners report having a dog improved at least one of their relationships, and 80% of first-time dog owners are overwhelmingly more likely to have made at least one new connection as a result of getting a dog. And 95% of all dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than they ever expected. Not a big surprise. That's true. We all know that adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime meaningful connection and real love can exist between a pet and a pet parent. You got that straight. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes. Opening your home to a dog can help open your heart. And Love at First Sight is closer than you think because it's available at your local dog shelter. Yeah, very important point. You can find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive from June 7th to June 9th. And the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. That's right. So just visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, 
Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. All right, so Chuck, um, there's this kind of, there's this idea that if we are regenerating ourselves every seven to ten years, where like the vast majority of our body cells regenerate, why do we age, and why do we die? It doesn't. It doesn't really make sense in that respect. Yeah, it's um, what they think is it has to do with your DNA actually in the cell. Um, our cells, as we age, even the new ones that get replaced, which really stinks, yeah, uh, become what they call senescent, uh, which means that. They can't divide any longer. We've talked about the Hayflick limit before, mm-hmm. um, or uh, replicative senescence is basically how many times your cells can divide over its lifetime. Yeah. And I think uh, like a fibroblast, which is cells of the connective tissue in mammals, is about 50 cell divisions. Yeah. And then it hits that point of senescence and it starts sending out repair signals to your body that aren't necessary and that causes inflammation. Uh, and we've talked about inflammation kind of being the source of most mm-hmm. uh, most of the original problems that will eventually lead to your death. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Something becomes inflamed and leads to all kinds of problems, so there's no repair needed. So it's a false signal. So they're trying to come up with drugs now. Uh, there's one called uh, rapamycin mm-hmm. that tries to stop the cells from sending out those false signals. Which is amazing. Yeah, that would be wonderful. You know? Um, there's another explanation for it as well, is that when our cells divide, especially over time as we age, they're basically making photocopies of themselves. Yeah. And y- you ultimately, years down the road, end up making photocopies of photocopies. Right. And those don't tend to pan out very well. So as far as analogies go, that one kind of makes sense. That, yes, we have brand new cells, but the DNA copies, the, the DNA blueprints that they're based on it have seen better days Yeah, many years back, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. That's a good way to say it. Uh, we also talked a little bit about whether or not um, the heart muscle itself replenishes itself uh, right. in the cells. And for a long time, they had no idea. But um, now, um, thanks to our buddy, Dr. Frisson, he... Uh, his pretty much, uh, I don't even think we said what his, um, who he works with, did we? Uh, no. He works with the, uh, with a K, Karolinska team. Oh, yeah. Uh, just like incredible scientists that are making like amazing advancements and trying to figure this stuff out. Mm-hmm. But they did, in fact, find that the heart does replace itself, uh, the muscle cells. About 1% of the heart muscles are replaced every year at age 25. Mm-hmm. And that falls over your lifetime to less than half a percent oh. per year. By the age 75. I spoke too soon. That does make sense. Yeah, so what they basically said is uh, about half of your heart's muscle cells will be exchanged during a normal lifetime. Okay. Which is okay. It is, but as it's (laughs) slowing down over time, I mean, the heart's kind of essential. 
Yeah, but they're hoping again to develop drugs that can accelerate that process too. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know how far along they are on that, but that'd be amazing. Um, so there's this, this whole thing that kind of came up to me, man, like that I don't – all of this raises this question to me, right? Yeah. If you look at like you or me or any living thing as as an investment, um, like a molecular investment in the ability to reproduce, right? Okay. Once you finish your reproductive uh, age, yeah, then it does make sense that you would just kind. Of, there would be built in this mechanism of of aging and then death. And then decay, which is what we do. Yeah. We return back to the earth, to put it in kind of biblical terms. There's like that whole ashes to ashes, dust to dust thing. Sure. It is very, very true. And if you look at us and you look at um, all living things as a, something that exchanges molecules with the external environment, takes them in, puts them out, mm-hmm. right? Um and, and you look at us as all connected in that sense. Yeah, like we're just like a plant. Exactly, or we're just like a rock. Yeah. Like we're, we're all that stuff, and those things are us because we're, we're able to exchange basic ingredients. Then it makes total sense that a person would come together, be conceived, start dividing his cells, you know, make more of itself— and then start to age and then die and decay. And then it would give something else a chance to come up from that again, right? Sure. But then it makes you you wonder, what's the point of that? What do you mean? Like, think about it. If we're just the same as plants. Like, why are we all here? Yeah. Like, if if the whole point is to just basically recycle materials, Mm -hmm. because we are just recycling stuff from the environment and we're recycled as we die and decay. Yeah. What is the point? Is our point just to be part of the carbon cycle? So we're moving carbon in and out of ourselves and in and out of the environment and moving it around? Yeah. Or I, I don't understand what the point is of life, I guess, is what I'm saying. You're a nihilist. No, I'm not <laughs> saying I don't believe that there isn't a point. I'm yeah. just curious what it is. Yeah. Because, it, because if we are the same as any other living thing, mm-hmm. and the the definition of living is an exchange with an active exchange with the surrounding environment through yeah. breathing, through sure. eating, whatever. Eating, pooping. Yes. Then, and and then if you kind of take that a little further and say, well, clearly we're meant to like reproduce or something like that, mm-hmm. and and then after that we age and die. What's the what's the point? Like, why not just have one species of living thing? Yeah. And just let that do all of your carbon recycling or whatever. Yeah, I think. Uh, are you about to quit the show? <laughs> um, yeah, I see what you mean. Like, um, uh, if we look at ourselves as a purely mechanical, serving a purely mechanical function right. on the planet. Like, we are to the carbon cycle what, say, evaporation is to the yeah. rain cycle. Yeah. Like, we're a means of moving something along. Well, I think that's when you, <clears throat> man, this is getting philosophical. I think that's when you start getting into questions of uh, the soul. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, it kind of makes you you wonder, like, well, uh, why would there be more than one species? It would be much more efficient to just have one, maybe two. There's all these different ones. So why? Yeah. The fact that that why is just sitting there and flashing neon lights definitely made me wonder. Basically the opposite. It's made me think in a different direction than nihilistically. Right. You know? Like we're only here for so long, and so if the point is to, like, 
make the most of your time on well, Earth? Well, I think that's a separate that's a separate okay. part of it. Yeah. Because no matter what conclusion you come to, whether nope, we're just a means of recycling carbon and that is it. Yeah. Kind of like a Gaia theory view of things. Right. Or if you say, no, like the 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 fact that we're inefficient and redundant as far as that carbon recycling thing goes yeah. suggests that maybe there is a higher purpose to us. Either way, I feel like you come to the conclusion or you should come to the conclusion that the one thing we do know is that we are here right now and the best thing we can do is is make the absolute best of it for ourselves and for other people as well. Yeah, and there are probably others out there that think the whole point is to make as much cash as you can so sure. you can buy products. Yeah. Um, Edward Bernays would probably say that. Yes, he would. <laughs> man, he lived that way, didn't he? Uh, man, that's interesting. I think we should... I'd, I'd love to tackle something philosophical and deep like the soul. The meaning of life? Yeah, that'd be tough. I mean... That'd be cool, though. It would be cool. We don't delve into that very much. No, we should. I'd like to do that. And uh, consciousness. That's a really interesting yeah. one, too. Like, it doesn't make any sense. I sense a very trippy way forward for this show. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to start getting weird. Well, I took a lot of acid this morning, so... Oh. That's great. <laughs> uh, if you want to know more about some just weird, trippy stuff, uh-huh. How Stuff Works has a surprising amount of it on yeah. there. Um, I don't know. Just try typing the word trippy into the search bar. You can also type, does your body really replace itself every seven years? And it'll bring up this cool article. And I think I said search bar at some point in time. So how about some listener mail? I like how you specified that you took a lot of acid. Not just, you <laughs> just know. a little. Yeah. Just a, a lot. A ton of it. Um, all right. I'm going to call this uh, multiple. We had we got like a bunch of emails in one day about people uh, picking at our grammar and things. Oh, yeah. So I just decided to read three of them because they're short. Okay. Hey, guys. I generally enjoy the episodes, but uh, you do have one issue with uh, your grammar and noun-verb agreement. You tend to say... Uh, there are many lines of evidence, or there's lots of experiments showing, mm-hmm. instead of there are, not there is. Boo. When the pronoun refers to a plural subject, check yourselves next time, guys. You typically make the mistake about ten times every show. Why don't you go recycle some carbon, pal? <laughs> That's from Ken Keller in Temple Terrace, Florida. Thanks, man. Um, I always like to pick apart their emails, too, about because people usually make a mistake or two in their own emails. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey guys, this one's from Blair. Love the show. I hate to be nitpicky. <laughs> they always say that, don't they? Yeah, right before they nitpick. Uh-huh. But I have a grammar correction. Uh, it's been bugging me for months. And uh, Stonehenge was a major offender. At least one of you, not naming names, uh, frequently uses the word further when you really mean farther. The latter term is used for literal distances. Further is only supposed to be used figuratively. Huh. Didn't know that. Okay. So thanks, Blair. Yeah, And then the last one, Phil, um, who is an English and grammar pronunciation freak. He says, hey guys, when there's an Italian word, you take your time to pronounce it properly. The same with Japanese and the Far East in general. So why don't you extend that same courtesy to English words? Because we're masters of the language. And I mean words actually in the UK vernacular, not American English. Salisbury? No. It's Salisbury. The Marlborough Downs? Nope. Marlborough Downs. Well, we're using the American vernacular because we're in America and recording as Americans. That's from Phil. I had I addressed all those, I think. Yeah, I think that's uh, I feel good about it. I think it's good and very big of you to have read those as ah. listener mail. Why not? Nice job, man. Yeah, we just 
we don't profess to talk gooder than other people. <laughs> we just do our little thing here in the studio. Yeah. Send it out into the world. Nice. For people to pick apart. What we're doing is we're creating grammatical tableaus, like that Highlights <laughs> magazine where it's like pick out the uh-huh. things that don't belong. Yeah. That's what we're doing for you guys. Yeah. Keep you entertained. If you didn't have something to complain about, it would be so boring. Yep. Uh, if you want to nitpick or compliment or suggest something, whatever, if you want to get in touch with us for any reason, you can do that by tweeting to SYSK Podcast. You can join us on Facebook.com slash Stuff You Should Know. You can send us an email to stuffpodcast at howstuffworks.com. And as always, join us at our home on the web, stuffyoushouldknow.com. Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Childproofing people's homes is hard, but Duracell is making it just a bit simpler. Not only are they committed to educating parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of battery safety, they make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Duracell even features child-secure packaging designed to avoid accidental opening. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely. Available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island, it becomes part of you. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Are you thirsty? Well, Richard's rainwater is caught clean before it even hits the ground. Rain is naturally pure, so there's no need for harsh chemicals or additives. Richard's rainwater contains no chlorine, no forever chemicals, no microplastics, no nothing. Enjoy the smooth, clean taste of still rainwater or the cold pressured bubbles of sparkling rainwater. Just visit richardsrainwater.com to find a retailer near you. That's richardsrainwater.com. And for a coupon, text STUFF to 251-292-8887 and receive $2 off a 12-pack case of Richard's Rainwater.